Greetings! Welcome to Film Gazers, a podcast focusing on the science fiction, horror, fantasy, trinity, and 20th century entertainment. I'm Steph. I'm Jess. We're cousins slash besties. Join us as we reminisce, discuss, and review films from our childhood. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I wonder if some people uh, wonder why we don't have like a pre-recorded one, but I (laughs) I think think it's it's more fun fun this way. I do too. It's different every time. Such as it have every time. Exactly. You're not having to listen to the same old can. You know why? Because I... One of my favorite things on RuPaul's Drag Race is every time he says, bring back my Goyles. Or whatever. He switches it up every time. I know. And I I always find it amusing. I enjoy that too. What are they going to say this time? How are they going to say this every time it's funny. (laughs) I know. So, fun fact. (laughs) About us. Well, good start. Good start. (laughs) Meowdy. Meowdy. Uh, first, we want to give a little shout out to someone special. To Z. Hey, hey, Z. We hope you have the most magical day. Magical. Magical. Sending out magical vibes to you. And it is February. And that means we're starting a Year new theme. Of the dragon. Yes. Dragons. Rawr. Dragon. I I watched a lot of Dragon Ball Z, as we're aware of. So now, when we've talked about the year of the dragon, and we've been doing this theme, and I just think of the American um, Dragon Ball Z intro version, and it's just a very aggressive like rock music with mm. them like going Dragon. <laughs> like, <laughs> the way really knew the way their audience. You're describing it. It makes me think of um thunder from acd i mean that's kind of the vibes it gives yeah like it could be like yeah 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 you could literally yeah that's what i feel like they were aiming for nice and they did they captured it well but when i watched the entire series i actually watched the original japanese one so it was like way chill and it was like the city pop kind of stuff that i like so it was honestly more appropriate that i watched the other one yeah because i was like oh i'm digging digging this theme song Um, yeah, so you're the dragon. We're kicking off uh, this episode, Rain of Fire, and then we're also going to be doing Dragonheart, which, by the way, I did watch the trailer last night for Dragonheart. Magical as you. Oh Lord, it looks like it's going to be pretty rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I apologize <laughs> already because I hadn't seen it since I was a child. Maybe you'll have that nostalgia. <laughs> I think just this brain just shut down. <laughs> Let me try that again. Nostalgia. <laughs> That's how you say that. Yeah, ho- that hopefully. But ooh, I don't know. Yeah, that that trailer looked uh, a little rough. So, but I mean, it seems like it's gonna be fun, and it seems like it'll be a lot of material at least. A like, there's a material. lot to pull from to to probably have an opinion about. It, yes. I'm guessing. <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to be Year of the Dragon. We already, of course, mentioned that March will come. March of the Musicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a, a modern musical run with Across the Universe and Moulin Rouge. And we are so fucking ahead of the game that we even have an idea for April already. I forgot 
We did. <laughs> we did. We planned it all out the last time we recorded. Nice. Good on us. I know, because we figured out that April actually will have three um, air dates oh, for that's us. that's right. Okay. Yeah, so. Yes. This sounds familiar. Yes. Okay. And he's like, let's, let me set the stage for you to remind you. So we realized there's three Tuesdays, and then you happen to see my notes that I was gathering about our international listeners, and that we do have like a top three like countries that are non-US that have been listening, and you thought that was interesting. One thing led to another, and we're like, what about it's going to be Film Gazers International European Vacation? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I do remember this now. So I retallied it already since the last time we spoke. Things got a little flippy floppy. Oh, so really? yeah, yeah. So uh, without further ado, <laughs> our top international listener are from France. Oh. Yes, they've taken the lead nice. from Belgium. Okay. Belgium had been our number one. Belgium was like our ride or die for a while. Like someone in Belgium, I think, has listened to almost every episode um, within the last year That's at that time. Amazing. But then it kind of stopped. So so it, sta- it like staggered. So it's like at 22, which is like we're on episode 50 now. So they got about halfway through our, it's like maybe episodes kind of. And they're like, And nah. they're probably like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> so then... I don't know if it's one person or multiple people in France, but they've taken the lead with 32. So that means that they're over. They've gone over halfway (laughs) of of what we got. And they seem to be coming back. Thank you. Yes. Merci. 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 Um, when I did some research, I believe France is also the one of the main languages in Belgium, too. So, mm, okay. and uh, just fun fact, interesting. Uh, and then Germany is uh, in the number three spot. Danke. Yes, Danke. Uh, guten Tag. They only have 12, though, so maybe not that good of a Guten Tag. Guten <laughs> <laughs> Tag. No, we appreciate anything. Come on. No, come on. They know. Beggars can't be. Uh, Exactly. What is it? Choosers. Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. Um, (laughs) But no. So I just thought that was really cool that those are like our top three um, countries that have been downloading our episodes. And we just thought it would be fun to do some international films. We haven't done too many of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, foreign films for us anyway everything has been pretty hollywood like kind of made almost yeah Um, mainstream yeah yeah so we've been doing some research uh we found a couple of belgium movies already uh that we'll pull from and pick one um with uh french cinema there's a lot i noticed in belgium cinema it seems like they're kind of coming into their own a little bit more uh seems kind of a little more artsy perhaps uh kind of darker a lot of when we were Looked reading kind of sad yeah a lot of sadder or uh, like themes. the uh, top movies is what we were looking at yeah so we yeah we we're looking to, like well known yeah totally uh, so if you do have any recommendations feel free to dm us or anything on instagram um if you know, there might be something we haven't heard of by just, like, Googling, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like I said, there's a lot of French cinema, so we'll kind of have to narrow that down a lot of, like, what kind maybe we want to watch. 
Um, and then Germany, I mean, they've, they have a lot of good horror, you know, like there's a lot of good German horror, so we can maybe choose something like that. So yeah, we still haven't got, um, all of the films down pat, but we do know the theme. So we just thought that was something really fun to do. And, um, a big thank you as well, just knowing that anyone <laughs> in Europe is listening to us. I know at all. Crazy. That way you even got that far. <laughs> I know. We're like, oh, hey guys, thanks. Kind of blows my mind. And they're probably like, it's probably like some Americans on like a military base or something. And we're not special in any way. <laughs> <laughs> we're, I mean, either way, we're not special in yeah, any yeah. way. But, but even we if sound, it's that, we sound I still cooler it. if, like, an actual friend. We have listeners and fans, <laughs> guys. I mean, that's pretty cool. And they're like, yeah, I've been here for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care. You're in France. <laughs> That counts. It means you're better than us automatically. It means you're better than us lowly Americans. Uh, you eat baguettes. I'm not. Baguettes. And still eat. maintain a nice figure. I remember reading that book in the bookstore when I was in high school. French yeah. women don't get fat. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yeah, really. Yeah. I never read it. I did. So, what you been watching? What you been doing? I um been watching Face Off, yes. not the Nick Cage, the, the TV, TV show. show. Gotcha. <laughs> I did. I went on my little kick uh, mm-hmm. and have watched a season. I'm haven't been like fully invested. It's kind of been more of like a background show, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's nice for that. Yeah, I like it. Um, and then I also have rewatched Twilight. Nice. Up um, until the third film, and then I said, okay, that's enough. <laughs> Confession, I've never watched any of them. That's crazy to me that you didn't get on the Twy Wagon. I didn't. um, I remember when the books came out and everyone was going crazy over Mm -hmm. them. And I finally, um, I was working in a restaurant and one of the hostesses had the first book um, at the hostess stand. Yeah. um, Because it was like during the off season. So it was very, very slow. And um, you perused it. I, yeah, I read the first two chapters and uh, to be polite about it, I uh, was like, this seems like a third grader wrote it. Uh, (laughs) Not that interested. I wasn't, you know, like, drawn into the the plot or the character, like, immediately. So, I was like, this isn't for me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then I never paid attention to it ever again. <laughs> um, I've always loved young adult books. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You have. I Well, you are a much bigger fan of the genre than mm-hmm. I am. I think Harry Potter is kind of the biggest commitment to young adult books I've made. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember any others. I'm like, I don't know what that says about me. I oh, it just means you have fun with a more yeah. like I feel like they're more like adventure-y. I like they're more adventure, adventure story. and of course there's like when it's like Twilight and stuff there's more drama like well, I feel like there's just more of everything kind of in that respect and also I like my favorite kind of romance is clean yeah like more to read about I don't yeah. really like reading like full you don't want spicy erotica. stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. I like clean romance yeah that's why I like a lot of the uh, like Netflix like. The Korean drama. Oh, yeah. Love the love stories. stories. They're so they're cute. They're so sweet. And they're very, like, innocent. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, about the, like, romance. hand-holding. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he, he likes me. You know? Uh, I just, that's that's what I enjoy so watching and reading about. Yeah. And, um, oh, he makes you soup when you have a fever. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a big trope, I feel like, in uh, yeah. a lot of those kind of romances. I know. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah I get it. But yeah, no, for me, The Twilight, it was more of, I didn't enjoy the way it was written. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, who knows? Maybe I'll eventually well, watch know, the movies and actually like them. Like, rewatching it, to read it now, I think it's been... I feel like it wasn't that long ago. Maybe it was a couple of years ago. But watching it now, I'm like, you know, I don't know. It comes off a little bit as he's, like, controlling her or, like, obsessed with her and, like, kind of, not abusive, but, like, they, she does get hurt a lot around him, you know? I mean. So, it's, uh, yeah, so it's a little abusive. It's a little yeah, it's inappropriate relationship. has that kind of, like, all like I know, red, it's a red flag relationship, is what I would say. I just remember that video of I want to say I believe it was the guy Titus from the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt when he's oh, okay. doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a, a TikTok or like a reel that he did when he's like he's like in between a backstage or somewhere, and he's like, I just he's like, I'm just thinking about when Jacob imprinted on that baby. <laughs> So I've only gathered things from context or like videos like okay, this. Okay, let me let me explain that to <laughs> and you. It sounds so weird because like he's a werewolf and he imprints on Bella's baby, I guess. And yeah. like, but then waits until the baby's older, but the baby rapidly ages or something. Yes. Like all of it sounds because vampire fucked. baby. Because <laughs> she's a hybrid baby. Well, now I've been informed of Twilight, <laughs> and I have to say, I feel like I didn't miss much. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, 27-year-old me, me was it super into it. <laughs> How old was that when I came out? Was I that old? Maybe I was like... Maybe, because I would have been in my... I would have been, like, probably 23 or 24, I think. Okay, like, then yeah. I was, like, 26, 27, yeah. and I think, when I first mm-hmm. got, got into it. So, yeah, yeah. I was super into it. <laughs> But it's very drama. Like, I can see where you'd be yeah. reading it. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, like, yeah, like I could definitely see that. And at that salon that. that I worked at at the time, yeah. I read a lot of books. Yeah. There you go. A lot. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, I might. I mean, that sounds bonkers. So I, I will have to, like, what? Maybe we'll do that for a theme this year or something. And we'll, or, oh, maybe I can do that for many so it's and I'll watch mm. all the Twilight. Well, a lot of the groups are like, it's kind of so bad it's funny. Yeah. like the movies. I mean, speaking of fandoms, though, it's a good segue into what I've been watching. Um, We watched the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City movie last night. Mm -hmm. It came out in 2021. Okay. I haven't heard of it. Oh, boy. Oh, bad, It was, yeah. Um, But I will give it, we weren't expecting much going into it. We kind of already knew it was supposed to be pretty bad and disappointing. Um, But I pleasantly surprised that it had more references to the video games Mm. than we were actually expecting. Yeah. So I will give it that. Like, um, the set design was was well done. Um, It really did feel very much... Like, it was taken from the video games. Uh, the police station, like, it was perfect in this mm-hmm. one scene that they did. Like, you're like, oh, whoa. Like, they really did, like, recreate it from the video game. But the CG was fucking terrible. Oh, you're it like, was this came rough. out weird. Yeah, like, I asked, I had to double check with Andrew. I'm like, wait, did you say 2021 or 2011? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was, it was really rough. And then I was even like, I was like, what was there... 
I was like, how low of a budget was this movie? Because even certain scenes that were done, it just felt like that was done because they don't have the money to do what they probably wanted to do. Like, you kind of got that vibe from certain scenes. And sure enough, Andrew looked it up for for us. And um, yeah, it originally had like a double the amount. It was supposed to be like, I think like 50 to 80 million or something was supposed to be the budget. But they literally like slashed it down to like 25 or something. Mm. Um, So for that, I'll give it to them because they did what they could, you know, with half of what they probably anticipated on spending, you know. so I feel like at that point you should reevaluate. What you're capable of, and if it's even worth putting it out there. I yeah, like uh, yeah, because it was it was fairly rough. Um, it was like an or hour. Go ahead and turn it into like a joke. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> well, because it was like an hour forty minutes. So I thought, oh, because also the movie we're going to be reviewing today was about the same. Oh, I think it was almost the same amount of minutes. But um, ooh, the Welcome to Raccoon City felt twice as long. Like mm-hmm. it was weird how how paced it was. Yeah. Cause by the time we were getting, I'm like, man, this feels like it's been going on forever. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I, I feel like it still deserves like uh, recognition for effort. It just feels like one of those movies where I do feel like the actors weren't trying to phone it in even like they, mm-hmm. it seems like they were trying at least like, yeah. um, I feel like the director and the cinematography, like I think they, like, again, I feel like if they had more money, you could see maybe they would have done a little more. Um, uh, the references were fun, but they did try to... Cr- it was like they crammed in almost all of the games into one movie. So it was a little... <laughs> like, it was a little much, too. Um, but yeah, a one-time watch was fine. You know, if you know the Resident Evil games and everything, um, you're not going to like this movie, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but you will at least uh, maybe appreciate some of the references and, you know, some of uh, Maybe some of it'll stuff. make you giggle. Little Easter eggs here and there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've also been watching uh, this anime that came out uh, last year, I believe, Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. And it's basically about this guy who's been working for a really exploitive corporation, and he just basically has been living at his job. Like, his house is a mess. It's supposed to be one of those really horrible uh, corporate environments that you hear about in, like, certain Japanese corporate mm-hmm. uh, entities you know where they're like sleep at their desk and they never go home and that so he's working for one of those and then basically a zombie like apocalypse happens and for him he's like excited he's like i have to yes. go to work um, i think i saw like the first couple episodes it's of that. really yeah. cute actually it's really funny and it's so colorful um because they actually use like almost different multicolored looking paint like as blood mm-hmm. so it's not like scary gory you know it's still zombies and everything but it's still so colorful and kind of pretty and stuff so that's been kind of fun um a little break from more serious kind of animes that we've been watching and then of course succession we've been picking that episode up every randomly um Mm -hmm. here and there again little drama (laughs) got juicy in the last one we watched uh the kindle character just got um, his dad like fired him because he was trying to like take over from the board and yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh rich, people yeah. rich people shit. Rich people shit. Rich people shit. And, uh, and then I've been watching Project Runway. So in this episode, we watched 2002's Reign of Fire. Release date, 12th of July, 2002. Summer blockbuster. Running time, 102 minutes. Directed by Rob Bowman. Screenplay by Greg Chabot. Kevin Peterica. 
Paterka, um, Matt Greenberg. Story by Greg Chabot and Kevin Paterka. I'm going to say Paterka. I feel like that might be it. I don't think it's going to be Peter Ka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paterka. Yeah, Paterka. Paterka. <laughs> um, produced by Richard D. Uh, D. Zanuck and Lily Finney Zanuck, Gary Barber, and Roger Birnbaum. Starring Christian Bale, Matthew McConaughey, Isabella Skorupko, and Gerard Butler. I totally forgot that was Gerard but- Butler until I read the credits. I'm like, oh, he looked so young in that. I know. I just, like, didn't even... That's what I was saying to Dave last night. I was like, it's so funny to me that Gerard Butler is not the heartthrob of the movie right yeah well this is when they all were all pretty like kind of newer um gerard and christian bale were matthew mcconaughey of course was known but this is still early when he was like kind of finding himself he was he did some rom-coms that were like kind of weird you know like the rom-coms he did were a little weird in my opinion tv Oh, that one wasn't that bad. I was just thinking more of like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And then that gold, Uh what was that gold one or something that he did? That one was a little, I just feel like they kind of fell flat sometimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they were just kind of like running them over. Yeah, and then he was trying to do like a little more action adventure type stuff. Mm -hmm. Which I feel like this is when he was. the Sahara and stuff. Yeah, when he was doing kind of this stuff. So, So, yeah, interesting cast. Uh, the cinematography was by Adrian Biddle. It was edited by Declan McGrath and Tom Noble. Music by Edward uh, Shearmer. And the budget was $60 million. The box office, $82.2 million. So, not Broke that great. Means, basically. Uh, no, because it did not double it. Oh, is that breaking or, even? Oh, well, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it broke even. I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> My brain. <laughs> Math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it only made twenty million, which yeah, isn't that's that's a bad profit margin, mm-hmm. no matter how you look at it. Yeah, I mean it'd be okay for me, but yeah, I'm a little pee on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, into the fun facts. This one, I'll admit, I uh, didn't search too too hard. Um, but there wasn't, like, a ton... Yeah, like, there wasn't a ton of readily available stuff, like, you know, there is for other movies. Uh, again, I think that's just because this wasn't that... Uh, big of a Big of a, yeah, film. But I did find something, so here we go. The original um, script was a spec that was actually written by um, some guys from Wisconsin. <laughs> um, this is the quote, actually, from the screenwriter, uh, Matthew Greenberg... Um, he was like, I don't think they'd rather, they had ever even written anything before. And he was like, I remember reading about it and when it had sold and I was like, man, why didn't I think about that? He was like, because they weren't in the film industry, he thinks that's why it worked. Because if it was anybody else who actually was a part of the industry and they pitched a dragon apocalypse, like he was like, someone would basically be like, get the fuck out of my office. Like (laughs) he didn't think it would work around that time. Um, but because it was these kind of random guys, uh, they, and they've never made anything before or after Mm. this is it. This was their, their idea. And it really was pretty original actually when you think about it, because it was merging like a dragon medieval almost sense with modern military stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So to them, they were like, oh wow, this is the best of both worlds. Yeah. Really cool to blend together. So that was kind of why it got picked up anyway was mm-hmm. at least the concept. 
Um, so Matthew McConaughey, for him to prepare for the role, he actually went to his little ranch that he has for two months. And he did a lot of non-traditional uh, training methods, like running behind a truck, whatever that means. Like, I don't... Like, why would running behind a truck be something written like that? Or <laughs> they, like rocking it, you know, because, like, somebody dangling something running behind Oh, maybe. I don't know. So that was funny. You can do um, it, Matthew! <laughs> and they said he even wrestled his own cows. He said that... He, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think cows would put up a fight. Apparently, he owns about 70 cows at this point in time, and he would throw his shoulder into them to grapple them to the ground and get them into headlocks. <laughs> so I'm like, so he just went cow tipping? That <laughs> sounds like uh, those poor cows. Like, I know. I was like, that's they kind agree of to be cruel. choked out. Fucking Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he I don't like that. So bad. Can't do push ups like everybody else? <laughs> And they said he ran four miles a day, and then he did venture out to go perform boxing workouts at a gym. So he basically did a lot of high-intensity stuff and apparently was an asshole while he trained. <laughs> <laughs> to animals. Um, he was so into his character that the cast was informed that they had to address him by his character name of Van Zan, even if they saw him in the streets of Dublin. Oh, Jesus. Because um, it was filmed... In Dublin? In Ireland, yeah. Okay. Um, That's why it was so beautiful. Yeah. And Christian Bale, he was thinking... He took the opposite approach. Because out of the two, in my opinion... I don't know. I feel like Christian Bale's a more serious, serious actor. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, Matthew McConaughey, although he does things like Dallas Buyers Club, where he, like, blows your mind on, like, how good of an actor he can be. I or feel like, like during... Detective. Yeah, but I feel like during this era of Matthew McConaughey... He was, he was still finding his groove. Yeah, so I feel like, of course, he was, like, Mr. Buffed Out, like, roided, like, yeah, call me Van Zandt. <laughs> and then Christian Bale was, like, thinking he needed to be, like, really scrawny and underweight for the role was right. what he was imagining, because he's like, if it's in this post-apocalyptic world, Obviously, I'm... Yeah, like, food is scarce. Yeah. Like, they even... That's part of the whole beginning of the film. They get um, fight about that. He quickly, though, was fine and changed his mind when McConaughey showed up, fucking all roided out. And he was <laughs> like, all right, well, obviously, I was worried about I was nothing. too realistic. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's supposed to be the American, the hero, the write-in, I pity your country that needs a hero, motherfucker. <laughs> Like, I ride in on a jacket, next scene, the jacket doesn't have sleeves. I was like, how did... When did Wait a minute. That? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, that is, and that's where I'll go into... I found this little mashup that was talking about kind of like what multiple reviewers at the time mm. were saying in this film. Uh, here we go. One regards Rain of Fire with Awe, wrote Roger Ebert in 2002. Incredulity is our companion, and it is twofold. We cannot believe what happens in the movie, and we cannot believe that the movie was made. He added that it makes no sense on its own terms, let alone ours. Variety's Joe Layden noted that it had an uncommonly satisfying mix of medieval fantasy, high-tech military action, and Mad Max-style misadventure. While the New York Times' Elvis Mitchell added it had a jamming B-picture buzz and was loads of fun. The kind of swift filmmaking and high spirits that have been missing from movies for a while. That last one really bothered me because I feel the exact opposite. And I'm like, did we watch the same movie? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go ahead and state that I still 
loved this movie <laughs> and thought it held up. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and then just to directly respond to that last part. I don't think it was a high spirit movie. It was not tons of fun. Like I'm talking in the vibes and everything. Oh yeah, it was totally depressing. Yeah, it was a horribly depressing movie. Oh, and I it cried. Was, it was even not last night watching it. <laughs> it was like it was just yeah, not the high spirits of anything that a lot of these reviews even left it. And I will say I found a lot of this from uh, LaughingPlace.com, Gizmodo. So, and then when I was looking at articles and, and finding some of these little facts and everything, there were a lot of uh, ones talking about how it has become a little bit of a cult hit and it was more of like a look back kind of thing on why people didn't like it then, but why people maybe like it now. Um, but again, nothing exciting about it. Like this movie is not that kind of even action movie. Like a lot of it is more of them just being depressed. And, oh, really? Because like, I thought it had a lot of, like, suspense. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I felt the opposite. I felt like I had a lot of like, suspense. Even Dave, who usually does not like even these kind of movies in general, mm-hmm. was like, I can't even find anything really wrong with it. Okay, then. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot. I was not expecting that. That's, I couldn't, no, I could definitely tell you what's wrong with it. Like, I mean, there's multiple things. Like, I mean, to me, it wasn't enough to make me not like the movie. Oh, man. Because okay. I used to love this movie in 2002 when it came out. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, before we get too far, let's go ahead and uh, let you take it away with the you Googled summary and then we can get into <laughs> the memories. So take it away with the you Googled summary. In present-day London, 12-year-old Quinn watches as his mother wakes an enormous, fire-breathing beast from its centuries-long slumber. 20 years later, much of the world has been burned by the beast and its offspring. As a fire chief, Quinn is responsible for warding off the beast and keeping a community alive as they eke out a meager existence into their midst comes a hot shot American, Van motherfucking Zan, who says he has a way to kill the beast. Spoiler. It's at dusk. Like, I fully agree that there is a bunch of cheese factor to this. <laughs> yes. Like, everything Matthew McConaughey says is it's... cheese. <laughs> he's just literally puking cheese. Yes, he's just regurgitating cheese whiz. <laughs> but okay. I'm so distracted by the way he looks. I guess I don't care. <laughs> I exactly. Okay. So last night I looked at Andrew. I was like, or, do you remember what tribal I, tattoos were to me in 2002? I know, and that's when I looked at Andrew uh, the other night when I was watching it, and I was like, Jessica is just so blinded by her thirst from this movie. I was like, I have nothing bad to say. I, I was like, and I, I guess Dave agrees with me. <laughs> Right. That's hilarious. 
So yeah, so let's start with um. What so? What are your memories? In two thousand two, we know you were obsessed with tribal tattoos. I was obsessed with tribal oh, tattoos. Oh, uh, fun fact: those were insisted upon by Matthew McConaughey, and they were indeed a um, uh, like an homage and a shout out to some of the tribes of New Zealand. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know why, <laughs> like why that was. Involved in the movie, but yeah. it was something that especially he, when he was so proudly American in the movie, <laughs> it was something he insisted he had. Um, I mean, I don't know if that makes it culturally appropriate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, I still love the way he looks in this movie. Yeah, I can tell. Seventeen-year-old like, <laughs> me is like coming right back. I'm like blinded by the light, <laughs> rubbed up like a douche. <laughs> Oh, man. So, you were in high school or gra- just graduated? Just graduated. Okay. Yeah. Because okay, it came so out yeah. in July, so I had just graduated high school. So, you were like 17, 17. on the verge of 18. Mm-hmm. Strawberry wine. <laughs> 17. Got my first tattoo. My little son on my hip. That I picked out of the wall because I thought that's just how you got tattoos. Yeah. It's like, you just take a picture and that's what you get. And you were... Just all starry-eyed over Mr. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. So hot. And you love dragons. So, yes, this really was like, this this hit the notes for you. This is your monkey bone. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm sticking by it, damn it. (laughs) Oh, man. I did not watch this movie, I don't think, when it came out. Or if I did, I think it was like an on-demand situation or something. I... For some reason, I just remembered a lot of CG, but I feel like I'm remembering a different movie hmm. now. Like, and I don't think even... the dragon looked that bad. No, it didn't. Like, because I'll give you that. So, yeah, I may have been thinking of just a completely different movie. Because when I did watch it, I was like, okay, none of this is <laughs> like, I yeah, don't know anything that's happening. Movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> and I um, thought Christian Bale's acting was solid. I thought he did a good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, the actors themselves. Okay, one Matthew McConaughey is ridiculous in this movie. He's, he's, he's totally actually over the, the top. worst part of it, in my opinion. I don't know because I liked his um, at the end how he, you know, was like truly distraught about everybody dying, and he came around to help out. Like I felt like he had a at least a character growth, like a moment. redemption arc yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but to me, it was kind of like a too little, too late, you dumbass motherfucker, and then. Uh, well, that's before we get too. Like, <laughs> I won't get too far. We'll start. We'll start a little bit chronologically. But yeah, I mean, he was definitely the MVP. Christian Bale was. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. No, you don't think uh-huh. so. Well, uh, I just also found him rather boring. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I mean that, but he truly was the one that saved the day. He was the one that actually killed the dragon. I mean, yeah, I guess. But I'm gonna go with the blonde chick. Yeah, the helicopter pilot. Yeah, I think she's the MVP. Without her, they don't actually get anything true. fucking done. That's true. <laughs> yes. I'll go with that. I yeah, changed my vote. Yeah. Yes. I changed my vote. <laughs> so how this movie intros. Like, okay, I will give it to you. Because, I, I like, they're not wrong, even the screenwriter guy, when he's like, it's a pretty solid, fun idea. Like, mm-hmm. the idea to me could be fun. Um, or high spirits or like action packed, like adventure, what have you. But I feel like they just, they went so dystopian to the detriment of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, they didn't lighthearted at all. Oh, not even lighthearted. Like you could still make it like, like kind of bleak, but I don't know. Still just have that edge of something different. There was never 
an iota of hope in this movie. <laughs> like, at all. Even the Americans. Like, even when they have them talking, it doesn't feel hopeful when they're presenting it to you. No, but I feel like that makes it more realistic. I guess so. I feel I like mean, they would come in with their dicks out and be like, it's our way of the high. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's Volunteers true. over, draft, gets yeah, fucking mine, you know. Yeah. Like, that's how it really would be. I know. I guess I don't want that, though, with dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that with my dragons. I want knights. I want honor. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, and also, just point out that they never, and this is a part of my problem, was, like, we get the beginning where, basically, it's Christian Bale. I want to say it's his fault. <laughs> no, it's not his fault. No, But it's, his I mean, mom is, like, doing. a chief engineer lady, and I guess they're mining? Is what they're doing? I guess. Or like making some kind of fucking tunnels for whatever, God knows what reason, in fucking London? I don't know. Yeah, like in I, London. Like, none of that made sense to me. They yeah. don't explain any of they that. They don't explain any of that. So they're building these giant fucking tunnels, and they go down there, and they get, like, a pocket or something, like, basically where a they void. Have to stop, a void. And then they send the little kid in. He's like, go there and check it out. And then later, when they're running out, he's like, it's an unsafe environment. I'm like, you're the one that sent the kid in there to check it out. The first one to go in the hole was the kid. Exactly. Well, because he's like, oh, you want to go take a look? And, yeah, so then the kid's the one who finds the, the male dragon. dragon. Yeah, the the OG or whatever. Um, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. So, basically, though, this is the beginning. And then that's supposed to be the 20-year apocalypse. Right. So, that was supposed to be, though, in 2000, then, essentially. Because then it goes 2020 AD. <laughs> so, we have... Uh, and this made me think of... I wonder, also, uh, if Time Shifters will do this movie. Because they're doing a theme this year where it's supposed to be uh, dates and times that we've surpassed now. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. So, I wonder if they'll do this one, too. So, I'd love to hear their opinions on this film, <laughs> as well. So, shout out <laughs> to Time Shifters. Um, yeah. So, now it's 20 years. And then, the whole firefighter thing. Like, you mentioned in the summary... I feel like they barely... I didn't even realize that. No, I didn't either. I was like, fire chief. Yeah, and when I was reading through some of these notes and stuff, that's where another person was like, oh, I really like the idea that, like, in this future that the people aren't becoming fighters of these dragons or knights that like they're literally becoming more of like protectors or becoming firemen you know like that's the world that putting they're out in. the fires putting not... out the fires yeah and uh but i'm like okay but you never get that in the movie no they don't explain that at all yeah it must all. come down to editing maybe that's what i'm wondering um was how much did they edit out because there are a lot of scenes where i feel like things are weirdly cut and not explained. But yeah, so we get right into it. Everything's bleak and hopeless. And there's already some people who obviously have resentments of, like, the situation at Revolt. hand. Yeah, Christian Bale is, like, I guess the fire chief, but they never tell you that. You no. just know he's kind of, like, the guy in charge. He's kind of the guy in charge. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, exactly. Yeah. And there's He guy... always wants to thrust it onto a 12-year-old. <laughs> Yeah, I looked the kid up, and he, we are exactly the same age. He was born in 1984 also. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. He was 17? I guess oh. I looked that young, too, maybe back then. Jeez. Yeah. He looked way younger than 17. I thought 17. he was, like, 12. Yeah, I thought he was, too. That's crazy. But, yeah, so basically there's this character named Eddie, and he's, like, being, like, we need to go. We're, like, starving. We need to go pick some of the um, harvest. harvest or whatever. But Christian Bale's whole thing was that they needed to wait a little longer so they could, what, harvest more? 
I guess he said if it doesn't, they won't germinate and they won't have enough for next season. Oh, okay, okay. So they want to wait till all the harvest is ripe, not half the harvest. Okay. So that's, yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah, and this is where they'll have, like, a lot of kind of arguing that's and talk. It, and I don't, like, like, I the, just. That harvest looked right to me. I know. It was falling off the vine. <laughs> exactly. So a lot of this movie, too, they go into these little spiels of, like, they're talking. But I don't know. I feel like they, the dialogue was just so Did you see who is helming the uh, radio? Alexander Siddig? Who's he? Bashir from Deep Space Nine. Oh, I okay. I was wondering. I'm like, why does he look so familiar? Yeah, that's what they said. I was like, is Doctor Bashir? It was so hard to tell him. Nice. Okay, that explains it. Because I was like, he looks familiar. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of the dialogue too was just kind of like underwhelming, and I would kind of like glaze over a little bit and like not follow. Because, yeah, like, this, everything just seemed like an excuse, you know, like, oh, we can't do this with the dragons. We can't do that with the dragons. Like, I kind of almost feel like I would be like Eddie, too, maybe, and be like, fuck you, dude. Like, we got to do, we got to do something. We yeah. can't just be, like, hiding all the time or whatever. I don't know. Like, they just really set it up to where there is no hope, and that's where I'm like, okay, that and means like, when the other stuff happens, it's going to, like, build it up better. a ton of children here. A ton. These people be... Fucking. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, I think I would be like, no kids in this hopeless future. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Well, obviously I have to keep ha- having them so they can, I guess, still have humans. But, I mean, I don't know. And they have their little weird prayer that they do. Keep yeah. one eye on the sky. <laughs> what do we do when we sleep? Keep one eye open. I'm like, it doesn't seem that way because only Dr. Bashir is the only one looking for motherfucking dragons half or the time. Or that guy or with the bird. The, yeah, the bird man. The bird man. <laughs> He's really the, it's really the bird doing all the bird, all the dragon watching. I know. Because that guy was asleep on the job at first. Exactly. Um, so yeah, and this honestly And does anybody like, go outside anyway? I don't think anybody ever goes outside. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. So I just feel like the setup is a little weird. I don't feel like I know really still, like, how these people are surviving. You know, like, you don't get that sense of any kind of normalcy. You know, normally in whatever movie you're in, even if their normal is fucked up, you still have, like, kind of what their normal is. But their normal seems like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Gerard Butler just shows up constantly, like, oh, fun and fancy free. (laughs) Like... And because, like I said, when the Americans come up, you don't get that sense of even hope or, like, whatever. And they even have Christian Bale's character. That's the whole reason why he lets them in. Because it's almost supposed to be like, oh, he has a little hope. He's He's like, ooh, they're dragon slayers. Yeah. But they don't, like, have him come across that way. It's just more of he's like, oh, they're dragon slayers. Uh, uh." (laughs) Like, you You weren't there. You didn't see his eyes. Yeah. And he said, I thought I saw awe. In your eyes. Instead, it's whatever, craziness or something. But I was like, awe? Like, awe of what? Christian Bale? I thought he meant honor? I don't know what he said. But yeah, it's just like, basically, they're like, oh, That's the That's what American the subtitle said, anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because McConaughey does show up with his whole, like, they have fucking tanks and shit. And a helicopter. And they still don't explain... How they got everything over? I guess it was in a, some kind of sh- giant ship, right? 
I guess. But even that, because he mentions, I could understand, because didn't he say, like, National Guard? Yeah. I thought he said National Guard. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, that's only in the States. Like, they don't send National Guard people, like, TDY or anything, right? Like, they wouldn't send, like, a Florida National Guard person to, like, England, would they? I have no idea. I don't know how the National Guard works exactly. I thought that would be more of like the National Guard's the at-home ones. Maybe like I like would in do, extreme, if, extreme situations. So maybe, yeah. So maybe that's what they did when the dragons came. So I didn't know when he was explaining himself. Was it that they were already in England Station there, or was it that's that not he what it was sounds in like Ar- to me. Yeah, because it sounds like because he said something about Arkansas later, and like he was there when the with yeah. something with the dragons, I, I guess, it was Kentucky. And, or Kentucky. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Some redneck state. <laughs> it's Kentucky. It was the same place where the townsfolk rose up and blah, blah, blah. And he said, you're the Dalton boys. And he said, no, we're the townsfolk. Yeah. That whole spiel. <laughs> like I said, I, I literally glazed over when he was talking about it. Because I'm like. Nope. I was like, I got you, man. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why is he talking? Like, what, what is he talking about? Why are we talking about what's going on at hand? Like. Because then even Christian Bill's like, why don't you explain to me, what, like, why are you really here? But then he never, he, like, goes and starts mouthing off about stuff like that mm. and never actually tells him. So then it's always, like, beating around the bush. Because he I was hiding it. his truth thing is he was there to kill the male dragon. That's all they wanted to do. He was trying to gather an army to go kill the male dragon. Yeah, but why wouldn't you, I just don't understand why he would not. Because be, he didn't want, he, they wouldn't have let him in if they knew they was going to do that why wouldn't you see that's where i'm confused why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want people to go and fucking try to kill the thing i guess because he feel like if he fails it's going to come straight for their castle and kill them all but that's what i'm saying how how did the fucking dragon know to come to their one castle like none of that makes sense to me because they're like oh if you go it's going to be bad for us how how is it going to be bad for you because he's going to recognize that that's the kid that in his hidey hole. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, well, no, that's the thing, because Christian Bale doesn't even go with them. I don't know. He stays behind. So that was my that was my main this is my main beef with it. Is okay, one, the weird cuts that they have sometimes. There's a cut where uh the boy's gonna go. Cause the boy's like Jared or whatever his mm-hmm. name is, and he's kind of like, You're not my dad, I'm gonna go like help make a difference now. And he's like, I can't stop you. And um, then literally, literally the next scene is Christian Bale outside at that farm thing trying to get whatever remnants from after the first dragon attack. And then the kid's right there. And he's like, well, I guess like, just joking. I didn't leave. Like, it just seems so like... What there must have been something either that happened in between or what was the point? point? Like the kid didn't even need to leave. Just to make it a heartwarming scene. I don't know. That's what it is. I felt like it wasn't even heartwarming. It just felt like it was shoved in there to supposed to be that way. But it didn't make me feel for that kid anymore. It didn't warm my heart. It didn't warm my heart. (laughs) And then it didn't make me like feel for Christian Bale's character anymore either because he was like, oh, well, I guess you're going to do it. I don't know. There was nothing like emotional or even seemed like they had that connection that they're apparently supposed to have is what it felt like. So that I was a little bummed about because I feel like they were trying to push Christian Bale's character to be like that father figure. Yeah. And like have that kind of, but I felt like the character development wasn't well enough, but then the main beef was yes, the dragon thing with Van Zandt. Um, he fucking gets there and 
uh, like they can't get around the t- I don't know I guess all the traffic stuff that's around right. something they're like well, which we they can't really do it. I'm like you didn't think that was gonna be an issue be a possibility yeah that like London streets were just gonna be wide open and, and it's apocalypse. like known to be like this like tiny little right. together narrow, narrow yeah. like town like, like okay a tank was gonna... idiot and then two um, again because like they leave but they weren't. They all died. Like, they weren't, like, going back to Christian Bale's place. So, it's not like, oh, the dragons will follow you back. Like, that I would understand if they explained right. it that way. But that's not what happens. They don't even come back at first. Like, mm-hmm. the dragon just literally is like, oh, my God, people are here. I know exactly where you've been living this whole time. And now I'm going to blow up your castle. Why didn't they do that before? Why wouldn't they have done that to begin with? None of it makes sense to me. Or, or the dragon's more sentient. And they were like, yo, we leave these people alone because they have all these kids. And that's like our food source too. So are they also kind of farming the humans? Now, if they were doing that, that I would mean, make that, more that sense would make to me. Sense. That would make sense. That would make sense. So. Because they eat ash? Yeah, and that's another thing they don't explain. Because I was like, wait, are they eating? Yeah, they're the ash of everything. I'm like, wait, so they don't eat humans. They just eat the ash from them? But I've seen them eat a human. Yeah, they did. Well, remember? And then they spit him out, though, and he was all, like, jacked up, and that didn't explain it. But then they're like, oh, they're starving. Are they? Because he didn't eat that fucking guy. They only eat ash. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how does ash sustain them? I don't. How is there ever not enough ash? Well, I guess once it coats everything, it... Because ash doesn't really go away. I mean... I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't really explain it. And I wish they did. Because yeah. I feel like it could have been cool. I refuse to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking past that. Oh, my God. We're both wrong. It was Kansas. Really? <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes and I wrote Kansas. Mm, I guess that he was from Kentucky or something. Yeah. Have your little soiree. Yes. Oh, yeah, because we kind of, yeah, we did go over. In between, before he goes actually to the big dragon, there is the one that just had been locally harassing them. See, again, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, their local dragon was murked. So I don't know why these dragons would come all the way from London. Right, exactly. Like, it makes no sense. And they're supposed to be in Ireland, so that's not like... Hop, skip, and a jump, I don't think, from London, is it? I mean, as the dragon flies. I mean, I think in European standards, it's a pretty far distance. In American standards, I think it's just a couple hour drive. Like, I don't think it is that far. Yeah. Like, I think it's, like, maybe... Like, I still don't think it's, like... In my mind, I'm like, that's, like, two countries away. Yeah, but I think for us, it's, like, closer than Orlando. Really? I think so. If uh, Maybe not, though. I just know, like, it's not... In our idea of how long we drive in places. Mm. I forget how big America is. Yeah. Like, I think that's... like, spread out. Mm Mm-hmm. That's To me, it feels like I am suffocating in people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel that. I feel that. So, another part of this movie that they do... Again, when we're mentioning the the local dragon. uh, You did get more of uh, Matthew McConaughey's men. Uh, They call them, what, the Archangels or whatever? Yeah. Um, oh, they're only estimated to live 17 seconds. Like, <laughs> yeah, like so badass. Oh, they're so cool. I'm like, okay. Um, so you just want to die? 
And then they show them in action, and they don't even do what they're supposed to do. Well, the one guy doesn't even open a chute. Yeah. In time, like, he just hits the ground. He just hits the ground. Yeah. Dead. Waste. Waste. And then, like, the other ones, oh, they finally get the net down, and then it doesn't even work. Then they see the net flying up Because they don't even know what they're shooting at. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. He's like, he's behind me, and he's like, "I I don't know where I'm shooting. I'm like, you shut down. He said he's behind him. Yeah. That's where, again, all of it's kind of, uh... Confusing. A lot of but, this movie has a lot of like. I mean, bam, if, bam, you're, bam. if you're in the air and there is a dragon flying behind you, you'd be like, ah, <laughs> "What the fuck ever? I don't want to get eaten by a dragon." Definitely, but don't stay here and pretend you're Mr. Badass either. Well, um, how are? They have to. I know. So it's just kind of ridiculous that all of them essentially die. Bring her to me, Quinn. <laughs> I enjoy that part. Bring her to me. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that was when they had come back and had their little party. The soiree that you mentioned. And he's like, personally, you disgust me. I know. And I was like, fuck you, asshole. This is like the one bright moment these people have had in their whole fucking lives. Exactly. Let them enjoy it. Mm Mm-hmm. Let them have one night. And then this is when Quinn's like, so what the fuck is really going on? Because he know he's like, something's not... I, like, again, it was just so oddly paced with how everything was, like, plot, like said, like, uh, they get the one shred of hope, but they even ruin that in the movie, like, for you. Like, you're like, okay, he's Mr. Serious. And then this is when they explain everything. There's a lot of... There's just so much narrative in this movie. Yeah. Like, and it's a lot of, like, telling me but not showing me in, like, a fun way. And that's, again, why I'm, like, disagreeing with the reviews and when they're like, it's fun and high spirits. I'm like, there is nothing fun or high spirits about this movie. I did enjoy the Star Wars play that they put on for the kids. I thought that was cute. Yeah, I feel like that's a very dystopian thing, you know, where people would, like, recreate the things that they watch beforehand and just turns into like oral like yeah. stories and stuff that is always nice and like they're like did you make that up and he's like of course <laughs> naturally <laughs> um okay so we had kind of skipped over like back and forth a little bit but uh back to the ends now uh, like we've mentioned, most of all the archangels have died. At one point, Van Zant. I, I, by the way, I always wanted to call him Van Zant. Yeah, because that's uh, <laughs> from Leonard Skinner. Yes, the Van Zant brothers. <laughs> exactly. Who I think that's he kind gave of what those vibes. Going for. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he uh, definitely had those vibes. And uh, which I was very into Leonard Skinner in two thousand two <laughs> as well. <laughs> there you go. So. So basically, it is just Matthew McConaughey's character. Um, what was the girl's name? I feel bad because I don't remember her character's name at all. Because they almost make it, they're always kind of leaning that she has a slight interest in Christian Bale a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what Dave said. He's like, I feel bad for her because she's only there to be kind of a love interest. Yeah. I was like, I mean, she's the pilot. And like, that, yeah. That's, or something. Yeah, she's the pilot. And then. And but she even, literally says like five things throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. No, I don't remember her name. And either. then towards the end, too, it's more of her just running around behind with Christian Bale and like kind of shaking and being scared. But I'm like. I'm like, this woman has been doing this with Matthew McConaughey apparently for a while. Why would all of a sudden now she's so... She needs her mind. Uh, yeah, so that was silly. 
But the worst part of the end to me was, so Matthew McConaughey, we find out, like, does survive. Like, he was still there, basically, because... He went under the tank when everybody else was standing in the open. Exactly. And then Quinn and the girl had shown up to help, essentially. Um, He shows up basically at the last minute, almost to kind of save their asses, because it was going to come for the girl, right? Is that when he shows up? Either way, he shows up with his axe. You think it's going to be fucking badass. You're like, fine, finally. This is what I was thinking when this part happened. This is what I was waiting for. Finally. Okay, yeah, we're going to get, like, what I was expecting, which was kind of, like, badass Matthew McConaughey running around. Christian Bale being kind of cool as fuck. No, he just immediately gets eaten and it's like almost like a deep blue sea moment, but not as funny. Like that was where I was like, you had this moment, but it wasn't even like like the the unexpected comedy that they did in Deep Blue Sea when it happened. Right. This was just more of like that was it. Like I just felt like his character was supposed to be so built up. Yeah, and that then, was that really was a letdown. Even when I watched it, back yeah, then, because I'm like, at least let him have. Like, hooked his axe into him so he turned his head so he could shoot it in. Like, make him help in some way. Something. That his sacrifice meant something. Yeah. Not just... That's why... It it, was really just because he was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to die anyway because what I'm going to do? Climb down the ladder? He's just going to smoke my ass. Yeah. I might as well just, all right. Yeah. That's how I felt like it was kind of... Well, and for his character as, like, this, like, you know, shoot him up American, yeah, to go out in style would make sense. But, yeah, that they just do it... Like I said, there's... Everything is so bleak and hopeless in this movie. <laughs> like, it was just so lackluster with that. I'm like, seriously? That, seriously. Like, that's it. That's all his character. Yeah. yeah. And that was it. I really thought, oh, maybe they're going to, like, surprise. I was He's hoping bust out he would have got swallowed with his hammer. And yeah. then, yeah, he, like, busted out of his stomach or something crazy. Yeah. Like, I just felt that like this movie cooler. needed to be... More. If if you're going to do fucking dragons and military, then why am I not seeing dragons and military bullshit I feel like they tried to stick to a too realistic version of this. Like, if this really happened. Yeah. And I'm like, no one can. No. No, it's it's already fantasy with dragons. You have fucking dragons. I expect. make it a little bit more I want more, like, machine guns. Like. It was a little too, like you said, too dystopian. Yeah. Too, uh depressing yeah they just went way to one side with that to where i'm like if you had me at medieval military come on yeah just like the dragon went straight to that thing and was just like yeah burning everything just just gone in five seconds yeah which again yeah like realistically that probably is how it would be but if we're watching this goddamn movie like at least make them human. Some, something. Something. Like, otherwise, yeah, what was the point? What was the entire and point? And then everybody dies the end. Exactly. So instead, they had, because this was the whole thing, too, was Matthew McConaughey had those arrows. Mm-hmm. And that was what they were giving. They had arrows divided between them, and that was their whole goal. Was <laughs> that they part when he, this. whatever, and realized that he didn't have his arrow anymore. And he doesn't turn around to he go had get it. One job. And then when the girl comes up to him and he's like, I lost the arrow. And I was like, I bet in her head she was like, what the fuck good are you? Mm-hmm. Useless. Yeah. And then why guess are who, you even here? Guess who finds the arrow? The woman. She's like, there's the arrow. I know. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't even see the arrow. Uh, no, but I just yeah, was like, no men can't find. I know. I was like, how of their face. fucking typical. Like, he loses <laughs> it. Can't find it. Needs She's a woman to find it for him. him. And then he gets all the credit. 
Exactly. <laughs> and then they have her still like quivering in the side. I'm like, this is some bullshit. And then finally he fucking murks it and gets it in the fucking mouth and it finally fucking blows up. The fucking end. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, you got Francis calling. You got Francis on the phone. Uh, yeah, like, oh, now things can... But I'm like, there's still other dragons that exist. They also act like... Do you just know how long it takes to exterminate? I'm like, how long do dragons live? Aren't they like... Well, they're supposed to be almost starving, immortal? quote unquote. So I don't know. How are they going to be starving if you start rebuilding? They'll have endless things to burn and more ash to eat, won't they? I don't know. And then also... At one point when he's getting the dragon, she tells him he always thought you could do it. And you did. Y'all motherfuckers just met. There was none of this you always thought. Like, she, that's what she was saying. He that always Van thought Zan, for five days. Van Zandt always thought that Quinn could do it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> that's- and I'm like, really? Was that necessary to say to me right now? <laughs> Like, and we weren't friends. He was kind of a dick the whole time there until the end. Exactly. Like, he judged you guys for being happy that you killed a dragon because he lost men. Like, whatever. Like, it's, like, semi-understandable and stuff. But, like, the way they delivered everything in this movie to me was just I'm so, like, like I feel like you should be used to... The, and she said he doesn't feel things the same way. Or he can't do what he did. Mm-hmm. Then why are you making such a big deal about people dying? If you turned it off, you would have turned it all the way off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. You don't pick and choose. Well, then he would have known it was a means to an end. Like that's well, that's what it seems like his character is supposed to be. But then they don't, like you said, go full throttle with it. If he's a means to an end kind of guy, he's like a Thanos, or you know, like I believe this wholeheartedly because it will, in the end, save all of this. Like you know, there are those people, and if he's supposed to be that person, exactly. Like I don't, I don't know, like. I obviously was not impressed with this movie. Because <laughs> at the very end, like you said, it shows them, like, doing the radio towers. They have, like, little radio, like, things coming up. But, but like you said, like, there's still other dragons. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you killed your, like, it seems like your local one. And then you guys killed the other dragon. But when you went into London... There were dragons everywhere. But they killed the one male dragon. There's only one male dragon. No, I know that, but there's oh. still going to be all these female dragons right. all around the world. Well, like I said, how long do dragons live? Well, and how... I feel like they live a long time. And if there's all these they eggs... They took out the dinosaurs. Yeah, and if there's all these eggs still laying about that had already been fertilized... Right. Like, when was the last... You don't know That's when the last... Saying. This is going to take eons to make them all die out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, you don't know when the last fertilization period was when he did right. it. Like, and you what, don't... And what was the point of showing the scene of him taking the egg out of the dead dragon? They never go they anywhere with that. With like, yeah. I feel they, like they cut a lot out. They half-ass explain... That's what I'm saying. It feels like they had to go and do these narrative spiels because they must have had to have cut out what actually maybe told you this stuff. I don't know. That's where... Uh, this is another one of those where I don't mind the concept. Like, I could have got... I'm, I'm on board with the idea of having, like, modern-day stuff with dragons. That would be mm-hmm. kind of cool, but... I don't know. This ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I still I, enjoyed a rewatch. I'm glad you... Uh, I was confused on how... I, I enjoyed my eye candy. Um, oh, I, and then Gerard Butler's character. Can we go back to him again? What happens to him? 
the door. Does he die? Yeah, remember right? he goes up the stairs. Oh, yeah, like, that's, oh, yeah, I have that in my nose. Useless way to die. Like, why did he even leave? There was no point. He was going to try to get the 65 people up there. Well, they know for a fact that wasn't going to happen. So he literally just walked out the door. So he'd be like, bye, a fire, dead. Yeah. No, but, okay, so you would watch this movie again, it sounds mm-hmm. like. You still like it. You're still, still like team it. Rain of Fire. Still, still on board. I gotcha. I will never watch this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there in 2002. <laughs> no, I was not, obviously. Yep, I wanted tattoos just like that. That's like, I so wanted, funny. like, a sleeve of tribal tattoos. I am so fucking glad I was poor. <laughs> Glad. I'm glad I'd already moved out of the house and was super poor and did not get that shit. Thank dodged, you. You dodged the bullet. Dodged it. Dodged it. Uh, yeah, well, that was Reign of Fire. Uh, You're the Dragon. Of fire. Kicked it off. Kicked it off. Uh, in a blaze of glory. <laughs> blaze of glory. Uh, maybe. Yeah. And uh, next episode, we'll be doing <laughs> Dragonheart. Which I'm also going to go ahead and assume I'm going to be really disappointed in. Yeah, I'm going to assume that too. <laughs> so as always, you can find us at Film Gazers on Instagram, on Facebook, on Threads, on Twitter is where you can find the link to the Discord. You can join us over there. Again, it's been... Uh, we've been getting to it. I know we said like, oh, our New Year's is more social media and more minisodes and this and that. And I don't. We haven't started like I feel like on any of that. <laughs> that so far you know i'm not apologizing because <laughs> i've been going through shit. yeah yeah so uh again i'm doing the best i can uh we said they were resolutions but not that we were gonna actually maybe get them done um, so goals nuts yeah you know there we go you do what you can do little steps every day maybe well, steps exactly uh but um we will try um, there also was just shout out. There was like a short film that we had been requested through Instagram. Someone sent us like a DM. Um, we do want to do that. We're going to get to that too. I have to message them. It was just kind of around the holidays and stuff, you know, and things just get hectic for sure. So that also might be something on the table. Um, again, it's just getting the follow through, uh, with our regular schedules and everything. You know how it is, yes, you guys. Yes, you do. Um, I believe this is going to be airing before Valentine's Day. What a great Valentine's watch. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So, have a happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's and Galentine's. And Galentine's, of mm. course. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. And, uh, it's time for us to hit the dusted trail. Until next time, friends. Later, taters. Later, taters.